Hello and welcome to Game Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co partner, Nave. Each pod we play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener. If this game is the criminal to the criminal co op, we're saying better off playing solo. Alright, did, did that sound better that time? Yeah, th- totally fine. Acceptable. Okay. So now that we've, we're done re- rehearsing the uh, intro, how you doing, Dave? The intro we've done 22 times. Yeah. <laughs> that we still can't <laughs> manage to do. I'm doing pretty good. It's super late. I didn't realize we were recording today. Well, the thing is, we can talk about this in a minute, but we've got a lot of stuff going on. Well, I don't have a lot of stuff going on. I just happen to have stuff going on tomorrow. We can talk about that in a minute. Which, Nave, when I said 7 o'clock, I meant 7 o'clock. I don't even know what where you said 7 o'clock at. I think I said it last night before we got off. I was like, 7 o'clock good? And you were like, yeah, sure, bro. Yeah, you, sh- you should have put it in, wor- in words on, on paper somewhere. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. I'll be sure to submit it on our Gaming Together memo pad next time. <laughs> All right, so before, I feel like we should clear up, you know, like, top of the news. So what's going on tomorrow? Oh, I'm going to see a podcast live. What, what? A live podcast? Yeah, it's going to be sweet. Last podcast on the left. They're going to talk Ooh. about serial killers and UFOs and stuff. Might get a little <laughs> wasted. Scream loudly. Yeah, that's usually how those shows go, right? I don't know. I've never been to a podcast. I didn't even know podcasts did things live like this. So. I think a lot of uh, podcasts actually do it. Like one of my favorite, um, what was it? If I Were You, like half of their shows are live and they just do it in like bars and stuff oh really they i think yeah. uh, sacred symbols just recently did something live too but i think that was their first time ever so all right well, let's keep this moving so uh as for me i'm gonna be pretty much unavailable for the next week or so as we're, i'm moving all the way to texas and i've been talking about this move for a while and it's finally happening yeah you're gonna be closer to the old name which i'm not sure when this episode's coming out it's gonna be next friday right yeah i'm not sure like okay so it doesn't matter because this is going to be evergreen. Yeah, whatever it It'll happens. be later on. Yep. It'll be after the the episode coming out in like three hours. Yeah. And instead of saying, you know, hello and welcome to Game Together, we'll have to start saying howdy and welcome. Yeah. How do you do, partner? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the games because we are a gaming podcast. So, Nave, what you been playing? Uh, So I've been hopelessly addicted. Yakuza 6, obviously. I'm still playing Yakuza and stuff every day. But I've been hopelessly addicted to this fucking shitty mobile game. So on Snapchat, I didn't even know this was a thing. You know how like Facebook, you can have like Facebook games and shit? Well, Snapchat has that as well now, apparently. It's probably been a thing for like seven years and I'm just like an old person just now discovering it. But Maddie played a game called Animal Restaurant and it popped up in my Snapchat feed. Like I only talked to like two people on Snapchat anyways. I saw that and I clicked on it, just not knowing what it was. I assumed it was going to be like a little emoji or something. And it ended up being a full-fledged game where it's just cats running a restaurant, like poorly drawn cats. Like Overcooked? No, because it's, it's, it's a mobile game. So it's like building tables and then they're slowly accruing value. You know what I mean? So it's a game where numbers get exponentially higher. Oh, nice, nice. And so I got, I got trapped into one of these again. And um, I've been playing it for four days. <laughs> Like nonstop, my eyes are always glancing down at my phone. I'm, I was doing it right just now, but I realized my phone's at eight percent and uh, it runs my battery dead pretty fast. But it's probably all it's the uh, Bitcoin mining in the background. 
Yeah, something's going on. I've so like you watch advertisements and it's like you'll get double the fish. Fish is the currency. <gasps> and I'm like double the fish, and so I watch that 15 second ad and just like do something else. And I'm just wa I've watched like maybe 600 ads in these four days. Like I've gotten these guys so much money, like they're getting paid off of me. Well, at least you're enjoying the game, right? I don't know. I don't know if I'm enjoying it. I actually don't think I'm enjoying it at all. But I'm getting I'm making a lot of fish, so. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's got to be worth it then. Speaking of, if you're not sure if you're enjoying a game, so I beat Hades, or at least my first run of Hades, uh, over the last week or so, and I was telling myself, look, these roguelike games, they just keep going, so I need to beat it once, have my piece, and uninstall the game. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep playing it, like I did with The Binding of Isaac, like I did with... Um, yeah, well, I didn't really get super into the Gungeon, but uh, Slay the Spire was probably my ultimate, like, kryptonite for a long time. What about uh, Darkest Dungeon? How far did you get in that? Darkest Dungeon? I almost feel like that's not a roguelike, though. It's a little... A little bit. It's got some elements. Because it's, like, not, but... not like you're permanent, permanently dying, but your characters permanently die, you know? Yeah, like, but... It kind of... That's just a game it. with permadeath, you know? But... I, you know, I told myself... An intense randomization. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I told myself I was not going to, you know, go all into Hades. But then it was like the next day after I beat it, I just started up another run. Because I, like, that was the thing. was like, I'm, like, I'm only going to do one run a day so that I'm not <laughs> diving too deep into this. That's kind of what Colin Moriarty did with Returnal. He just played one run a day, just like, he had already beaten it, but he was just trying to get the all the trophies. I think he yeah. probably gave up. Because they're like super crazy random and rare. Like you have to like accidentally stumble upon like audio logs or something. And he just keeps getting the same fucking ones. Like which is, that sounds like it would drive me up the wall too. I wouldn't, there's no way. I can't do that anymore. Maybe if I was a kid, I could do that with all the time in the world. Which I want to see, like, can you guess what my go-to weapon was to, that I finally beat the game with was? Shield. Shield? No, man. It was the spear. Spear's tight, dude. Spear is so OP. Yeah. It's very good. Were you getting the hammer upgrade that makes it like throw and blow up? Or what were you using? I did have that upgrade, actually. I had that upgrade, and then I had a lot of basic attack upgrades that did an extra strike. And then it was like, I just had the perfect storm of, it was like your your normal strikes will knock back. Then I got the Neptune upgrade that was like, if you knock back a boss, they take a bonus like 40% damage. And I got the one that's like, you get extra bonus like normal strikes. So I was striking the bosses and my basic attacks were just doing bonkers damage. I know the listeners can't hear, but I'm sitting here taking notes because I haven't beaten the game yet. I keep getting to Hades oh, yeah. and dying. Yeah, but that was just it. I was able to burst them down so fast. That sounds strange to me because I find every single, maybe it's just my playstyle, but every single time I have a build that's like primarily basic attack focused, I have a horrible fight with Hades every single time. If I have to like a basic attack, a lot of my best runs that I've ever had usually had something on my dash, actually. Like some kind of really good dash damage. Yeah, like Bladestorm. Yeah, so like what that you get from Ares, yeah. I will dash and uh, just keep moving around like that and maybe hitting the Y button occasionally when I feel it's safe. But I'm usually just yeah. hiding permanently. Because I always find the moment I stop, I just get hit by like those green things the waves that go i know you can break those skulls but the way that i fight that 
boss fight, it's really hard because it's like I'm not trying to stop because I'll die usually instantly. Oh, that was the other thing is I had the um, the love goddess ability where you charm them and combine that with I had the Zeus bonus that was like you could only ever have one charge on your ultimate or your call, but you got call over time. And so I would get a full call like every maybe 10 seconds. That sounds crazy. So I was just dashing, auto attacking, and then firing off the charm, which would stun him. Like it would charm him to fight for me, but there was usually no other enemies. And he's like resistant anyways. So it would stun him for like two seconds. He would just stand there and I would just go in and stab repeatedly. And it worked really well. I didn't even know he could be stunned. That's crazy. Well, he's technically charmed, not stunned, but you know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, you guys know what I mean. Which this game, whenever I first played it, I'm like, this feels like ADC the game. And I think that goes right into the other game you have listed here. Yakuza or League? Yeah, not Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, because that was the next game. <laughs> but I get no, talk you about are, it. No, you already mentioned it. You said you were playing it every day. I could, I could talk about it. I am playing the shit out of Yakuza 6. It's so good. I forgot yeah. how good. I saw you were on Chapter 6 already. Yeah, I'm blazing through this game. I'm doing all the side stuff, and I'm just blazing through it like crazy. So the game, this is how the Yakuza games as far as engines go. Um, the first two games were on the same engine. It This might be wrong. This is pretty close, though. The first two games were on the same engine, right? And they got remade, but we'll talk about it in a minute. So Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 are on the same engine on the PS3. Then Yakuza 6 is on its own engine. It's on the same engine as Kiwami 2. It's the newest, the two newest games in this like saga. Like, cause Yakuza 7 is like a soft reboot, and then the Judgment games are like a spinoff series. Um, anyway, uh, 6 and Kiwami 2 are the newest games, and then Yakuza 0 and Kiwami 1 are both on the same engine. Like, they're like mid steps between uh, 5 and 6. You know what I mean? So, but the 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 engine that's on six is so absurd because, like, I tried to go chronologically as the games go. If you play that way, like I'm playing, you just go really modern game, really modern game, fucking amazing, fantastic game with Kwame two, and then you get three, which is the worst performing game out of all of them because it's the oldest, and then five, and then six, just slowly kind of getting better, and then you get to se- uh when you get to six, it's like an absurd jump in quality because of like the difference and like all of the games besides Kwame two and six, you when you want to go into a store you have to press a loading screen you're in the store get the thing loading screen press yeah, a back out. in this game you just walk into the store you just walk in you open the door you're in there and it's like beautiful you can go into first person mode and walk around so you can go into this place called don quixote and it's like a supermarket kind of thing like a supermarket corner store and like you can just walk around and just look at stuff and it's like photorealistic everything around it's like you know it, i mean it's like low poly photorealism you know what i mean yeah tell them about that low poly but fruit it, it looks so cool i'm just like like it's like look they sell batteries right next to the pillows here and then there's dressers on this shelf like what the fuck's going on it's a really like and then like right around the corner there's like sailor girl and schoolgirl outfits <laughs> for adults i'm like whoa uh, what's going on in japan i feel like i'm there if only it was vr oh my god maybe one day yakuza is very good and there's so many twists and turns in in this game that there's so many the writing's so good all the side quests are fully voice acted and stuff again or the main side quests are like fully voice acted and like they have like compelling 
acting and stuff like that. I mean, of course, it's in Japanese, so it could just be shit acting, and I don't know because I don't speak Japanese. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I don't know. But yeah, League of Legends, uh, I was, I've was i been playing that all day. You were waiting on me to get off of that, and I'm sorry. I didn't understand the scope of the situation we were in until as soon as we were already in the last game. And I was like, ugh. I need to get out of this fucking game. And of course, my friends are like, one more, one more. That was so good. I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. My friend's mad. I've got to go. Well, apology accepted. But that's usually how those earth matches go. They turn the big slug outs at the end. That are total creams in the first five minutes. That was the way it was going at first. We were just annihilating them. And then we just started screwing around. That's just a standard league match. Yeah, that's how it goes. Your your guard goes down. Well, the thing was is they were all tanky, so it just was like I was Viger, so I would just obliterate someone and then die, which is what Vigers tend to do. And then there would just be a slugfest with all the tanks and we had like a Soraka on our team. It was just awful, but it it was great. It was a really good match. We were never like afraid of losing. We just never could push fast enough because in Earth, we, we were I don't know if I mentioned but we're playing Ultra Rapid Fire, but um in Earth mode, at the spawn fountain, there are cannons, and you can go halfway across the map, which makes it hard. You're winning at, like, the 11-minute mark, so your death timer is, like, five or six seconds. Like, it is not enough time to fucking push the wave down and get to that yeah. turret before they're already spawning and jumping behind you. And you're like, well, now we're in between the... If it was a normal game, you could easily take that turret, but now that you have that cannon, you can just jump behind and flank them super hard. But it's a fun game mode. It's really goofy and not serious until it is serious. Yeah, that's what I like about it, too. It's Mario Party League of Legends. Yeah, I always have to go back for Earth. Or more like Mario Kart, almost. My friend Victor, who's uh, that's who I was playing with, and uh, one of my new friends uh, I just recently made, we... Wait, is this Victor from the League of Legends episode? Yeah, this is Victor from the League of Legends episode. He was like, what the hell? Nave's online right now? What's wrong? What's going on? And then he looked and saw it was Earth. The Earth was out. He's like, oh, of course. <laughs> of course he's back for Earth. Playing the clown game. It's also Earth that you get to pick your own champion, so it's even better. Oh, good. Yeah, better than the one for all There's Earth. There's a lot less feel bad. Yeah. Well, also and all, and also the uh, random Earth, AR Earth. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly AR. would probably play all, all for one Earth more over AR Earth, because AR Earth has some serious feel bads. When everyone yeah. uses all their rerolls and no one got good champions, and then the enemy team has, and it's because the enemy team has all the good champions, <laughs> like Lux and yeah, Lux is my first thought. Lux is just broken, broken Lux, good. Viger and Soraka is super annoying, and there are like we saw a Jin almost every single match. I don't know what that was about, but he's very strong. I don't know what the hell's going on with him, but he will annihilate you early game. Like I was like, oh yeah, League of Legends is fun. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I've been playing, so it looks like we're moving right along. Let's take a quick break and we can hit our game. We're actually moving really fast. Yeah, that was really fast. And we're back. Alright, so we were supposed to have a guest and he couldn't make it today, so that's a little unfortunate. But he was going to be like a Warhammer tabletop expert. He plays a lot of that, and uh, I'm very sad that he couldn't make it. But we had a lot of... Uh, extraneous or what is it what's the circumstances extenuating circumstances something like that yeah i don't know i'm trying to sound smart with you having plans tomorrow yeah and i'm literally trying to pack up the whole house yeah well so 
you were texting me in Discord. It doesn't matter where you were texting me because everyone that knows me personally knows that I'm like the fucking worst at looking at my phone. But um, you really are. Uh, I've never seen someone as bad as you. <laughs> I just don't think about it. But um, the message you left me that was like, uh, I have we have to do it today or tomorrow. I was in the loading screen and I was like, what's it? What's tomorrow? Friday, the day I'm not gonna be home. And I was like, oh shit, oh no, <laughs> this is gonna be a late one again. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, because I was under the impression that we had until next like Wednesday. I was like, I was like, there's so much time, so we should we should easily be able to get my friend in. Didn't work out that way. But the game we're talking about is Vermintide, Warhammer, Vermintide Two. Philip. Yes. Did you play the first game? I did at one point. I think I don't remember where I played it. It might even be a free game for gold, maybe or something like that. But I remember playing it and thinking it was Warhammer Two or Vermintide 2, excuse me. And I'm like, this game looks old. I'm not sure when exactly the first one came out. Oh, we have it right here. I wrote it down. Uh, 2015 was the original one. This one, the second game, came out 2018. You know what I just fucking uh, realized? What? I thought you made, like, a in our notes, we not, might not keep this in there, but in the notes, I thought you made a grid and, like, made it no. all pretty and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, crazy? You, I was like, because recently you were just on the Pokemon podcast, and they're like, wow, you made the notes so professional. So I thought that was getting to your head, Philip, because I thought you are like, I'm going to make the notes extra professional. But really, it's just a screenshot of Wikipedia and then pasted, which is yeah, sensible. But I, I, at first glance, I thought you made a graph. I was like, I didn't even know you could do that in Google Docs. You probably can. I don't know how, though. But if you scroll down, we actually just threw a bunch of screenshots yeah, in here. Yeah, I saw... These are obviously screenshots. Last time I made the notes, yeah, I was like, I really wish I put screenshots in there. Anyways. How hard was that to do? Easy? Easy. It's just whenever I came into the PC version, or like the webpage version, it was completely sized proportionally terribly. So I had to resize everything. Yeah, that was like whenever you did the screenshot of William doing our first write-in, or was it... It wasn't William. It was uh, Jacob. But it was the screenshot of that. And it was just took up like a page and a half. It was just an <laughs> enormous image. That's how this one was too. I had to scale it down so it was still readable. But yeah. So, Nave, before we hit Vermintide 2 too much, uh, what's your experience with Warhammer as a franchise? Uh, little to none. Every single time I was experiencing the Warhammer uh, metaverse or whatever, multiverse, it was uh, unconscious, you know. I was not like thinking about Warhammer or even aware that it was Warhammer at all. The person that I was trying to get on was the person who introduced me to Warhammer, uh, the universe, and I looked into it because I was I wasn't like balls deep into Magic the Gathering yet. But he would go to the same game shop that we played Magic at to play Warhammer, and it's just like a tabletop. Uh, game it's a shop. miniatures war game. Get it right, Nave. No, I was saying the store is just like a tabletop game store, like for oh, okay. any card game or anything like that. There's just a bunch of tables all over the place, and you just are able to stay there, like a public library or something. But um, anyway, yeah, he was trying to get me into that, and I looked into it and realized there's a bunch of games that I've played before that are in the Warhammer universe, and most of which I can't name off the top of my head. But um, the ones that stand out to me are Blood Bowl and Vermintide. Yeah. Those are the main ones. Which, one thing we might point out that's just notable about the Warhammer franchise, uh, it's owned by, what's it called, like Forge or something like that? I forgot the company. It's like, oh, Games Workshop, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they make a lot of miniatures. That's like their, their whole thing. But what's kind of significant about it is they're not really game developers. 
but instead they license out the Warhammer, you know, basically IP to all these different game studios. So you can play a Warhammer game that's content is insanely different, just completely made by a whole different publisher, different developer, and have a completely different experience. And I think that is something Star Wars should really think about more instead of just keeping it all EA. You know what I'm saying? They are doing that with the KOTOR remake. Oh, good. Who's doing the KOTOR? Oh, is it Bioware's? It is not Bioware. It is, unfortunately, it looks like a bad company. <laughs> oh. Bad company. It Someone like probably never heard of? Yeah, with like some questionable people working. There's like some controversy about that, but it, no, never mind. Never mind that. Yeah, let's talk about the company that made this one. Fat Shark, a Swedish game developer. I did not get the um, the lead developer's name on this one, so I'm sorry, Fat Shark developer. I'm sure they'll live. Um, definitely won me over with the name. I'm yeah. definitely like already paying attention. But uh, as of this year in January, they were actually bought out or majority control was bought by Tencent. Surprise. And you lost me. <laughs> yeah, they are now, I think it was like 30 to 40% of their company is now owned by Tencent, which is apparently the majority share. Yeah, well, you win some, you lose some. We lose a little yeah. bit more than we would like. But You gotta love that, um, that free economy, right? So these guys are kind of notable, as in they made the first Warhammer, of course. And, Nave, did you ever play the War of Roses games? I think I might have. Were they like Dynasty Warriors knockoffs? Because that's what's in my head. Uh, I remember they were like big... That kind of whenever they came out back in 2012 because they it was like a big steam release and they were like this is going to be like the next call of duty but medieval you know okay i'm definitely not thinking of the same game then okay i guess we kind of missed out on that one then uh but what about bionic commando rearmed did you get that one i definitely saw that game in gamestop for like 10 or 5 dollars yeah, a lot it was one of the ones that was always on the shelf right yeah and there's just a bunch of them <laughs> yeah same and so that's that kind of shows the pedigree of uh developer we're working with they make some kind of questionable games that come from ips they probably were lucky to get the rights to i'm surprised to see escape dead island on here that hurts oh i forgot that about hurts. we had a whole thing about dead island old yeah. zombie island <laughs> everything about dead island just makes me cringe into my torso so one thing i do want to point out is they have another warhammer game coming out in 2022. It's a Warhammer 40K, which Warhammer is a fantasy series. Warhammer 40K is a sci-fi fantasy series. Yeah, that's the one I always think of whenever I think of Warhammer really? 40K. I always get them mixed up. I didn't realize that until like very recently that they were separate things. Well, I mean, they're the same universe. It's just once, you know, 40,000 years in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, like cuz I when I think of Warhammer, I always think of like Space Marines. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I always think about... There was a Warhammer Space Marine game. I always think about the orcs. Isn't Aren't the orcs in 40k as well? Yeah, but they... I mean, I always think of, like, the old orcs because they ride in, you know, little motorcycles and they call themselves the big boys and stuff like that. They're just... They're, they're big boys. That's their whole thing. There was... On the 360 era, there was a Warhammer Space Marine game, and I vividly remember... When I first saw the case, I bought it. It was cheap. I think it was like fifteen bucks. But um, I I was like, "What is this guy?" Just it was just has a space marine on the front. It's like two Gears of War, uh, cog soldiers put together side by side, and then they put armor around that. <laughs> That's how oh, big yeah. these guys look. These guys have some wide armor. Which I did want to point out one thing. Uh, whenever I first started playing this game, 
uh, Jana was watching me and I'm like, oh, you know, what do you think of this game? And she's like, what is going on? Because of how weird the world of uh, Warhammer is. Because like we're fighting rat monsters. We have a witcher who looks like a pilgrim teaming up with a guy that looks like a, um, oh, what is he? Like a musketeer maybe? Or he looks like a Spaniard. It's like a mercenary yeah. kind of. But he looks like he's wearing like old Spanish armor from when they came to the new world next to a, like a, like a, a wood elf or something <laughs> like they are just clashing genres all the way back and forth. There's a, there's also a uh, dwarf and then someone who we never really got to see unless we got a random to join. There was a pyromancer lady, like a really old woman. And cause this game, I don't know if you noticed in the pause menu, but it has the priority of who you want as your NPCs. And no, I didn't know you could set that. So you must have had the Pyromancer all the way at the bottom because we always had the Witcher and the Dwarf in our party. Which I really de- Which is fine. I liked Yeah, the I really developed a connection to Victor, the Witcher. I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> There's Victor. I know my name's Carillion, and <laughs> that's, that's only because. Uh, well, okay, I played the elf Carillion. And I think it's Carillion, but we played the DLC. There's like a free DLC, or maybe it's just free with Game Pass, which by the way, by the time you listen to this episode, it's going to not be in Game Pass anymore. So we might mention that a couple of times, but it's not in Game Pass anymore. So disregard that. But um, in that DLC in the very last mission, my character was constantly getting whispered to like Dead Space 3 style, where I'm the only one that hears it. And then my character, like, it'll be like, you killed your brethren, you betrayed them, Kirillian. And she'd be like, no, please stop. And then someone would be like, what was that? Did you say something? It was pretty cool, actually. Because I was like, Philip, do you hear someone talking to you ever? And he's just like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But then he randomly heard me say something and then the dwarf go, why do you, why do you keep talking like that? Yeah, which that's a bit uh, deeper. We seem to be ready to get into the meat of it. So this game is a Left 4 Dead clone, I would say. But with the Warhammer setting, they really were able to make it their own. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal, actually. Like, anyone who likes Left 4 Dead, get on this game as soon as possible. This is probably the best Left 4 Dead clone. Did I say World of Warcraft? Warhammer. Did you? I don't know. I probably I tra- oh. auto-translated it if you did say that. Probably going to say that more than once. Warhammer, not Warcraft. Anyways, so there's four adventurers. They go into a set campaign level, and you just got to make it to the safe room or the safety bubble. That's all the at the other end. But what made this game different is you would level up as you were playing. And like you said, you played as the Wood Elf. Kerrigan or something? You have him written Carillion? down. No, I, I did not. Carillion. I didn't write those down. Because my character's name was Kruger, I think, or McKruger. I know you were mercenary because when, when you hit back, every single character has like three different classes and a, and a fourth DLC class. And then uh, whenever you hit back, you see their gamer attack and then you see what class they are. And it would always say mercenary because you never changed. Like mine was shade. I remember. I just remember those two. And so that's how I yeah. remembered who was who. <laughs> I, I just knew you as mercenary. Which with the characters you play through didn't really matter because one thing we put out in as far as like kind of interesting game mechanics were the characters doing different callouts to each other. Like in Left 4 Dead, based on the the character's current health levels, uh, how you guys were doing in the mission, how fast you were moving, your characters would have different little stories they would say. Like Ellis would tell a story to Nick, talking about, be like, oh, I remember I had my buddy. What was his? He had always had a buddy. And he's like, back in the day, we'd go to the swamp and we'd crash dune buggies into each other. And it was in a place just like this. And then Nick would be like, I hate swamps. 
You know, and then that would be the end of it. Well, those weren't really call outs. That's just banter. Well, yeah, but I mean, it would be specific to the characters. Yeah. I thought you were saying, like, like with call outs, like, pills here, except it was oh. always like, there's some gross green shit over there. If you want to drink it, it tastes terrible. Well, I mean, I feel like these characters really didn't do that many call outs. Like, we could ping things, but it wouldn't do the, the pills here thing. Well, what I did... feel like they were constantly calling out. Like, oh. always. They'd be like, medical supplies. And I'd be like, where? Where's that? Oh, I need yeah. that. Or when we walk the right way, the characters would call out, we're going to have to jump down here as we were already jumping down. Yeah, which really actually helped. That's something we might get into later. But, like, there's, it's really hard to get lost in this game. I got very lost on one DLC level. We literally were talking about how awesome the level design is because we never get lost. And then you got the most lost that I feel like you could have possibly ever gotten. And somehow never died. You had to, like, purposefully kill yourself. And I couldn't. I tried to kill myself first, but the dwarf, the AI, was still with me, and he wouldn't leave. So he saved me whenever I tried to kill myself. <laughs> I'm like, just let me die. What were we talking about? Oh, the callouts. Yeah. So like, you'd yeah. like walk through a door, and it'd be like, "This is the way. This is the door." It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Also, they would call out like uh, the special infecteds as well, and they would always refer to them as different names because it's like in the. I don't know in Left 4 Dead, but I feel like they always were like, there's a tank or a witch or something. But in this game, they'd be like, there's a there's a spitter over there, and it would be like a rattling gun guy. And but like they would say something like like I hear that I think there's an assassin somewhere, but there's it's like not, not called the assassin, it's called like something completely different, like the gutter the gutter runner or something. Yeah. It's like confusing Which, itself. This goes right into the all the different rat flavors. So it's called Vermintide, because the vermin are the Skaven, and they are... You're going to say the vermin are the tide? No, well, I mean, I think that's supposed to be the connection, is like, they're overrunning everything. These rat people are just scurrying out of their little skitter skitter gates and skitter holes to just wipe out all the humans. And it seems to be end times, and it looks like they're winning. And I didn't know this, but that's the whole kind of point. Apparently in the first game, at the end, your characters get captured by... Ratsnick or whatever the the lead rat is, he captures you, and then you guys escape, and that is the beginning of this game. And while everything's like destroyed, yeah, that's like the tutorial level. Yeah, like I completely forgot the tutorial level. Apparently, you remember it better than I did, because I just remember there being like a castle or something. I don't know, because I think it was like I played it on the PC, and I don't remember the tutorial. But when I played it on the Xbox again, I was like, "What in the hell is this?" It's like, is there a story to this game? And there then, is a story. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like Left 4 Dead has a story loosely. Yeah. Feels like or Quake. Yeah, the Quake lore dump. That dude. That's it. It like at the very beginning, they have like a dwarf. I think reading the lore of an area. Like, all right, no, it's not the dwarf. It's the guy that's at your little home hub base. And he's like, I need you to go in there and rescue as many people from the farm as it's burning down as you can. I don't know if I remember. Oh, like. The guy, yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, the guy that works at the counter. He's the one that yeah. reads you. For some reason, I just completely erased the first half of that sentence. And then, so I thought you were talking about, like, a farmer in there. And I'm like, pretty sure there was, this, it was specifically, like, there's no survivors here. Every time we joined yeah. the beginning of the map. <laughs> Which, that puts it, you know, four people against the whole level. Like, it, like, you never get any assistance in this game. What's interesting is that there's five characters, but only four make it it's like a four-player co-op game there is just one more layer of variance which is something that we'll talk about i think once we get into a little deeper into the mechanics i guess 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, you hit, like when you mentioned the gutter runners and the rattling guns, you talked about some of the rat flavors. Did you have a favorite rat flavor? I like the, um, there's one that has a stick. It's like the equivalent of the smoker. But, you know, the smoker can stand 7 million light years away and then hit you with his tongue and pull you in. This guy yeah. has a stick like a dog catcher. And he <laughs> has to run ball. at you and get like within striking distance to grab you by your neck. And then he drags you away. And you would be surprised how often this guy makes it. He like, it's like he's at a, a, a concert and he's pushing his way up to the front of the stage. You know what I mean? This rat catcher makes it sometimes and grabs you in the middle of all your team. And everyone's too busy trying to not get hurt by by the, the tide of vermin. Yeah, good job. It will not good be job. the first time that that joke is made um but it, it's hilarious because they run even while they're dragging you they run slightly faster than you it feels like and you're getting caught on geometry and shit so if you do not and have the rats if you do not have any ranged arrows or whatever bullets which is common unlike left for dead which is primarily firearm based and ranged attack based this game is primarily melee based you will run out of ammo all the time but uh if you do not have ammo which is again like i said common <laughs> this guy's gonna take damage as he's getting dragged along and it's almost always funny and then like once he gets him like away from the group he will stab one end of the uh, dog catcher pole into the ground and hoist you up in the air and you will just dangle there while the rats attack you it's kind of like it reminds me of the dead by daylight game how like the killer will hang you up by a meat hook or something it's like that i haven't played that one i might be getting the game wrong might be a different game. Well, my favorite rats were the armored rats or the storm storm knights or something like that. Storm vermin, storm vermin. That sounds right. It definitely felt like there were different tiers, like of the of, red knights. Uh, well, of of the special rats, you know, like it oh, felt yeah. like it felt like they were the super special ones, like the Gatling ones and stuff. And then they were like the the red knights and the green boys and the the guy the guys that are like that. Or like when you go when we breach into the chaos dudes, there was the executioner looking guy, like anyone that would pop up on the side that registers that you killed them. But it's like that's kind of strange that that guy. Well, they had specials and they had elites. I think the red ones were elites that compared sense, to the specials. But these guys, they had armor, which in this game you have lots of variation, like we mentioned before, in choosing your arsenal. You can have a shotgun. That fires a very widespread but low pen low penetrating rounds. So any armored enemies will just ting off of them. Or you can get a rifle that can pierce through armored enemies. Well, as far that as like guns go. Specifically is for your character, the mercenary guy. Okay. Because yeah. I never got I always had short bows, long bows, and uh, crossbows. And maybe Okay, that's else. interesting. Yeah. And so I don't know what the other characters had. I know the mage is just, she just shoots fire out of her staff. I don't know if she just has magic or something. And then you say, like, most of the armored enemies, your bow would just bounce off? Yeah. Uh, you. So, on your characters, what did you do when you held the left trigger down? Because usually on my bow, it meant I drew back the arrow really far, and that's how I was able to get through armor. But if you just hit right trigger naturally, like firing from the hip, you you just pop arrows out and it does enough damage usually uh if it's a shotgun i get it's just a melee i get to push back enemies yeah you are screwed on as ver as Karelian as the elf if you if people start swarming you and you have your bow out you will take at least five or six lumps before you're before you get your weapon back out 
which I always saw them and I'm like, all right, the red guy's finally a challenging enemy because it's so funny again, like the red guys run up to you and just start slapping the crap out of you with their giant spears. And I'm like, oh, and Dave, you're so silly. Then I pull out my, like my rifle with piercing bullets and I would just gun them down. I remember one point, like I would always just look out for them and I would save my guns for them because I knew I could kill them with it. And like we were riding down the elevator and we saw like five of them lined up at the bottom of the elevator. And I was just like, pop, 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 just like shooting down the elevator. And you're like, dang, that was like some Scarface stuff. Oh, I remember that. We, yeah, because they hadn't, they weren't even able to fight us yet because we haven't dropped all the way down. It was really funny because they just all died instantly. Like, it was great. The thing with, did you ever, did you have to, I assume you had to reload, right? Yeah, the reloading was very long and I pretty much would just switch to melee weapons. The bows never reloaded, but the crossbow did, which meant like every time I got a crossbow that had more power than my bows, I would just not use it. I was like, I can't. This reload is terrible. I gotten so acclimated to just being able to ba 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 la Legolas the yeah. fucking shit out of these rats like that. That was right, right? Legolas is the elf in Star Wars. I yeah, mean, which it's funny you bring that up because based on the uh, like Lord of the Rings movies where they're just like these super cool heroes just saying witty one-liners and just cutting through thousands of orcs. That's what this game feels like because you are slaughtering. You are just destroying armies of rats and they're just going up into bloody little giblets the whole time you're fighting them. And it got to points where like, yeah, go ahead. It got to a point where like when you're fighting them, I would just say like, I can't even see anything because you would get blood splatter on your screen and they would just go into like a blood cloud when we're all standing there just swinging our weapons, just cheese into the cheese grater. Which speaking of uh, what this game feels like, that was probably one of the most common phrases we said as we progressed through the very lengthy campaign. You get a lot of shit for the, in this, you get a lot of shit to play through in this game, just in a standalone, <laughs> like non DLC version. But, uh, we would constantly be playing in a level and I'd be like, you know what this place makes me think of dark souls <laughs> or, or, you yeah, know, we did that a lot. there were so many games. It's like, this place makes me want to play dragon, uh, dragon age origins, or this place makes me want to watch Scooby-Doo. You know what I mean? Like it was always something. There was Which... like a long list of games too. And it yeah. felt like most levels were so very, so distinct that they evoked memories of different games altogether. They definitely had the spirit of a history of gaming. Like these were developed by developers that while mostly it looks like their work is very, uh, Mediocre I don't know, less than stellar, like kind of just like, yeah, they made games, but none of these were hits. Wait a minute. You're telling me you don't like Hamilton's great adventure. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't either. It sounds like a movie tie in game or letting gold gangs of the wild west. What about crater with a K? Yeah, see, these are games we've never heard of, and I'm sure they're fine. I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Warhammer's Vermintide is very good. Yeah, like, see, that's what I'm saying, is this game is really it good. It sounded like we were crapping on it at the beginning. And, like, I mentioned Warhammer 40K, their new game coming out. I am very excited to see what they do with it, because it's going to be another Vermintide, four-player co-op. Oh, is that what it is? That's fucking yeah. sweet. So it's just Vermintide, but in the 40k universe? Yeah, instead? they said there, it's going to be more balanced on the ammo as far as like uh, weapon usage. They say you're going to be using guns about 50% of the time now because like they like they put out like a developer, like ask me anything or whatever for the game. And one thing they were asked is like, 
hey, what's up with the resource usage? In Vermintide, you run out of ammo in, you know, every fight, if you even use your weapon. Yeah. The Karelian, like, her longbow has only, like, 13 or 14 arrows, and it's, like, you're shooting them fast. Like, you're 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 emptying your quiver probably not even a eighth of the way through the horde before you're yeah, fighting would, them with your sword. Just in one mission, we would kill close to 2,000 2, rats, probably, across all four players, maybe? Maybe yeah, a little we, less? we were killing tons. Like things, yeah, like over a thing, thousand keep, of these guys. We keep saying rats, but rats are only one, like, uh... Enemy clan? variant. I don't know, like, yeah. enemy there's type. There's rats, and good. then there's the chaos, the chaos knights. Yeah, and there's also a third one in that different area where they're, like, goat people. Oh, the beastmen, yeah. Yeah, like minotaurs or something. But we didn't really Which get we, a lot of experience with them. Yeah, we are not uh, Warhammer lore experts. Most of my lore comes from... Uh, Blood Bowl? Yeah, Blood Bowl. And <laughs> Magikarp used Fly. You ever watch him? I used to a lot back when he did League of Legends videos. I don't know if he Yeah, still he doesn't does. do that anymore. I now he does Warhammer full plays where he plays the tabletop game. And I'll just like put it on the background. Like I'm not like actively watching it, but I like to see the figures. <laughs> I like to see the figures. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, like it looks so people cool. Who, people who buy magic cards for the art and they don't play, they just like looking at it. Which the art's fucking great. I almost feel that way about Pokemon cards. Dude, the there's no card game that's better than Magic the Gathering's art. There's some like there's some shit that I'm like I will spend eighty a hundred bucks just to get this like on my wall in like a print. Like there's a, anyone looking anyone looking into Magic the Gathering art, type in Seb McKinnon. I know that that's a as a matter of fact there is a. Uh, a YouTube video we can link right now. Uh, it's a Seb, well, not right now, but you know, uh, Seb McKinnon uh, art breakdown, kind of like his style and everything. And I, I can't remember who it is, but he's on my, I think it's Ristic Studies while my YouTube is loading up. Ristic Studies, Seb McKinnon. Never heard of him. Well, is he the Ristic one that plays Man in the Box while he's in a box? <laughs> no, that's Chain Brain. Uh, yeah, Seb McKinnon, Ristic Studies is the the youtube channel is ristic studies and the youtube video is the magic art of seb mckinnon and his art is fucking great i actually do have his art on my wall i have like a little uh like a scroll thing of one of his art pieces that really stood out to me whenever i saw it i was like this is this is good shit Which i like it's kind it based of morbid on? uh is it the goat it's, no it's uh it's based off of some shitty card that no one ever used which is unfortunate. So 99% of all magic art is attached to a card that's shitty that no one will ever use. Ouch. <laughs> Which sucks. But um, a lot of the art's beautiful. And he, he's got like a real macabre kind of like morbid. He's like usually making uh, black and white cards. You know what I mean? Which are like yeah. the death and the, the afterlife kind of colors. Obviously. Do they do a lot of full art magic cards? They used to not. But they do shit tons now. Like, magic cards hardly look like magic cards sometimes anymore. There's some <laughs> craziness going on. Like, I haven't even like it magic. I like the art. Yeah, but uh, Pokemon does full art cards, and I really like the full art ones. Like, I have a I have a forest, which is just a basic land. Like, just the... Like, they are, like... You can spend a penny and get 15 of them at your local card store. Just to fuck yeah. forests, right? I have a full art forest that's like a limited run set, uh, and it's like fifty five dollars. Just a full art foil forest. 
it's so expensive that's what they used to be they used to be really rare things you know to see like yeah. full art cards with like no description no text box no nothing it's just art beautiful hey you beauty. should know what a forest does at this point yeah yeah most most uh, basic lands just don't they don't have any words on it like if you look at old like from like the first like tw- like seven core sets which is not what they were called back then anyway uh they did have te- the the lands did have tap add white for like a plans you know what i mean just so new people could learn but now yeah. it's just so it's just the basic mechanics of the game so th- you just are assumed to know what they do which okay back to vermintide so base mechanics of the game like if we were just going to talk about the gameplay loop you drop in with your group you kill rats you collect some books you finish the level, you get loot, and you level up. When you say that it would get kind of boring, Nave? It could. Well, don't worry. They shake it up for you. So you're not just replaying those same levels. Because this game actually has different like weather effects, which we were very surprising. We were asking, like, is this the right level? Because we dropped into a level and it's like nighttime. And we're like, this was not nighttime last time before we, you know, lost. It was like bright bright ass daylight sun in the in your face running out of the forest you're like blinded by metal and stuff and then the next time when after we fail we play that same level and it's dark as shit and i get a lot of the uh, left for dead levels like i know we're going to talk about left for dead a lot probably in any game that's based on their central gameplay but in left for dead the levels were pretty set out like it was mostly nighttime it was like a few rainy levels but it really came down to like, oh, it's just the same level and maybe the the monster spawns will be a little different or the horde spawns. In this one, it was like different item placements, different, um, what's it called? Like different rain effects, which really kind of affected how you played because it would, it would make the whole level look a little bit different. And so you'd be running through it and like, where was that last tome at? What's really cool is like whenever you do like the quick play and they give you just random maps, like... Uh, like you were doing quick play before, right? Well, yeah, I was. I had, I actually didn't do quick play, so I don't know. But in that new game mode, you go through portions of different maps, like eight or nine of them, in like a oh expedition kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, well, multiple times, like especially at the beginning, I was like, did they make maps specifically for this game mode? Because if so, that's ridiculous. But I'm pretty sure they were just the same maps, just with different lighting and and like weather effects going on around me that i didn't off of the top of my head realize and also i think we were starting and ending in different places also so yeah most of the most of the maps anyways we didn't have to play multiple times so i only have memory of going through once it was close to the end when we unlocked the challenge the challenger difficulty that we really started suffering but we can talk yeah. about that in a minute. so well we can talk right about that right now. now so in left for dead I don't remember the difficulties, but there was like realistic, I think was like the max difficulty. Then I think it was like veteran. No, it was, it was expert, then veteran, right? And then normal and easy, maybe. I don't remember. I remember we would usually play on like expert. We want a real challenge. And then veteran, we do like our normal, like heroic. And we would sometimes die on veteran. And it was usually about 50-50. We'd make it through on expert whenever we play like shadow in the game. And we were like, okay, cool. You know, we're playing a game. There's a challenge. In this one, we would play on, like, there's beginner baby difficulty, which is literally the lowest tier. Like, I don't even know if you could lose on beginner with how easy it is. Yeah. 
And then there's normal, which is what we ended up playing on through most of the game, where they are showering you in healing items. And the enemies are not that bad. And you're pretty dang strong. And we're like, well, we're probably never going to lose on this difficulty. And then there's the next difficulty up. I guess the heroic difficulty. This was the one I wanted to play on because it was actually a bit of a challenge. But Nate, how many levels do you think we beat on the challenging difficulty? Yeah. Never. Yeah, we were never able to complete one. 99% of every single challenger run ended within the first eighth of the level. We could Except for one, one run on the final level of the game. But when we got to the end boss, we could not do damage to him. <laughs> we could not. It was like ridiculously hard. Now, Nave, do you think we are bad at games? No, I think we're pretty fucking awesome at games, actually. It'd be wow. sad if we did a... Well, I guess you could make a podcast about specifically being bad at games. That sounds like fun, actually. I would listen to that, maybe. But, um... It would be sad well, if we did this. And we're I appreciate your uh, gauge of our skill. That is very positive of you. Now, what do you think was holding us back from completing those levels on challenging? The RNG is never in your favor. And it's like, it doesn't even feel like RNG. It feels like the game is purposefully, like, killing, like, specifically killing you. Like, it is, it's like, and you die now. You know what I mean? You know how you get to like the end of Mortal Kombat and you fight Shao Kahn, and it's just like I'm just gonna have to keep fighting this guy until the game goes. Well, I guess I can let you win now after 76 matches. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like when you're playing on Challenger. But specifically, though, it's probably just the damage caps of all of our levels or all of our uh, weapons. All right, that's exactly what I was waiting on. Is the gear combined with like the talent trees? Because, like, the, I don't know if you read the other, like, the talents that you got farther down, but it was, like, instant revives if you use your special narr- a down teammate. Like, you didn't even have to hold extra revive them. You just use your special, and they would automatically pick them up. It's pretty My strong. My character, I was playing sh- with the Shade Carillion version. She was very selfish. So I didn't... I had stuff like, like, do tons of damage... And then you do more damage and you're fast. Or you get health and then when you get health, you become fat, invisible. And then you, when you're backstabbing, you hurt people worse. So that's why it's like there's a lot of invisibility stuff going on so that you can get around to the back. It's like everything of mine was like that. It was just percentages, really. Crit chances. Yeah. But after each round, we would get a, you know, a drop based on how we did in that level. How many library books did we return? How many loot boxes we picked up along the way? We would get upgraded gear. And that would raise our overall power level and letting us do more damage and have more health and whatnot and different little abilities. And I feel like that was holding us back because I wanted the arcade Left 4 Dead Halo heroic run, at least. You know, like I'm not going to try to do legendary on a game we barely played, but I at least want heroic difficulty, you know? That was one of the things that I praise Left 4 Dead for, like constantly, is that it's so simplistic and it's so uh, easily readable. Like you shoot a person in the head and their head blows off, no matter what difficulty you're on, right? The only thing that changes really in Left 4 Dead is I think that I think the special infected do have a little bit more health. Like they get shot a little bit more, especially the tank. But oh, yeah. especially the thing the tanks. is, is that it gives you a lot less resources. It like definitely changes the way the AI behaves. So, or like the, what is it? The, the librarian, what the fuck do we call yes. it? The guy, the, the AI. <laughs> the director. That, yeah. It's the librarian in this game, clearly because she wants all her books back. Right. Yeah. But, you um, those books. The, 
oh god what was i saying the game itself taking your weapon loot into account for the amount of damage you're doing never really seemed to have to matter with most of the mobs but whenever you ended up fighting special infected there were times where i would empty a full quiver of headshots on a rattling gunner and he would still be alive and i'm just like well i don't know what to do i hope someone else can take care of that because i used my ability i can't go invisible it's like they would just tank your fucking damage which yeah, is I kind I of remember disheartening. At one point yeah, definitely is because at one point you were up on like a hill and there was a rat flamer, which is a rat with a flamethrower for listeners at home, and he knocked you down. And I'm like, that's okay, I'll, I'll run up and I'll get him because these rats are pretty soft boys. You just give them a couple whacks and they usually die. Well, he was a special infected rat flamer. I ran up there, gave him a full combo, whack, 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 Dante flip, backflip, all that stuff, you know, and he lived and just turned his flamethrower on me and took me down too. And I was like, oh, I guess... I didn't do enough damage. And then we lost that run. Yeah, it, he not only killed you, but killed the next guy trying to fucking revive you too. And the, yeah. of course, the bot was already dead somewhere. But was the bot so, AI, it's it's so bipolar. Like, wouldn't you say? Like, it, Yeah, it's either really good or eating glue. You want So specifically, there are spots in this game where the AI will get caught in a loop and just keep jumping to its death even though there is a path to get away from that ledge, it will just jump and right off the cliff for some reason. And I have no idea why. But And then you just have to leave it behind. And I'm pretty sure there is a thing where... Because if you jump off a cliff, you just magnetize onto the cliff. It's not like Left 4 Dead, thank God. But you just magnetize back onto the cliff and then latch on. And you have to have someone to help you get picked up. But if you walk off away from an AI who's hanging off a ledge, at least this happened once the one time that we just walked off and away from him because he wouldn't fix himself, he just teleported back to us. And I was like, oh, we didn't even have to rescue his dead body. So maybe they built that in as a... Like, if the AI is hanging off a ledge and the people leave him, then clearly he's glitched. Just teleport him away yeah. so that he's not dead anymore. Like That's kind of interesting. If that, that That's an interesting workaround. I wish yeah, we that's one before. way to fix it. Because so this game thing, never stops spawning people. So if you're trying to get that guy off of that ledge, and you have to, you're like constantly fighting while that's going on. Also, so sometimes it's just terrible. So not to get too far away from the loot, in this game there's so many challenges. It has so many carrots on a stick in front of you, saying, "Hey man, just just play more levels, play as this character, level up, get better gear, then you can play on higher difficulties." I feel like this is almost. Um, the Destiny or the Outriders conundrum again, where I'm just waiting for better drops so I can play at higher difficulties, so I can get better drops again. Well, the problem with the whole loot, like, dictating how much damage you do, is I'm, I can only imagine that the loot that we're receiving is not indicative of the effort or work we're putting in. It's just arbitrary, giving yep. us loot based on what our number is right now. So it's like, I'm 420 blaze it i'm 420 power <laughs> i don't that yeah. was that was a freudian slip wasn't it but um i'm 420 power and so it's giving me 421 weapons and like slowly so it's like you'll never be 200 power and then get carried through a cha a champion level just being dead the whole time basically and then which i don't even think you can do because i think there's a power cap but 
if you get carried through a higher difficulty and then you're at 200 power and then all of a sudden you've gotten 400 power gear i don't think that's possible i think you will get 202 203 so it's just an incremental grind uh towards being able to survive three hits from a special infected on champion difficulty i keep i keep calling them special infected you're just gonna have to auto translate yeah. that in your heads listeners sorry all right did i make a complete uh, point did i did i round it out or did i just stop halfway yeah that? i think you pretty much highlighted like this has been a reoccurring complaint at least of mine in every looter shooter we've done so far basically i want more shooter and less looter in my, in my games because it feels like it's just a slow drip of higher numbers and the drip is too slow for me yeah and in this game in particular it's really just like you have three or four different variants of weapons like i had i had double dag i had like i think in the melee area you have like eight or nine probably but like i had like double daggers single dagger double sword single sword sword and dagger spear halberd looking thing and then that was it and then so like the the dwarf is running around with like a hammer and a flail and a and a whatchamacallit whatever i can't think of any more weapons help me it doesn't uh, matter square circle Triangle. Yeah, the triangle, the, yep. the triangle that you ring the dinner bell. Okay, but um, yeah, you have you have a lot of variants and weapons, but the thing is, is that you're never going to want to use anything that isn't the highest number that you have. And I think in the end game, once you start getting like the high stuff, you because there's a lot of crafting and stuff. Obviously, there's like a million different uh crafting resources, resources and, and stuff attributes. That you can, so you are able to increase the rarity of items and like change their uh because each weapon will just have an arbitrary like statistic on it it's like 20 percent extra crit damage and stuff like that but um you can re-roll that stuff which that's how i got the achievement i did get that achievement because i did i realized i was like oh wait i can just get a blue necklace and because that's the thing love on level yeah the loot would never there's an achievement for getting exotic on each uh, for each slot we went the whole game i never got one single necklace but i have like 35 bows and 27 swords and 85 trinkets like i'm constantly getting exotics for everything else but right at the end i realized oh i can just upgrade this necklace can't i and i got the achievement immediately because i'm an idiot but you it, i think they're expecting you to do that and like indulge in the microtransactions of which there are cosmetics and stuff like that which it, the game on game pass i don't mind too much but it's not going to be on game pass any longer so it's like a little bit more annoying that they're nickel and diming you like that the, there are daily and weekly challenges that give you the shillings those are the primary the, currency yeah that's the that's the microtransaction money um so that you can get the cosmetics or you can just buy them outright because they're not loot boxes or anything they're not like fucking super insidious so it's like i got like a little skull uh half mask on my elf and i'm like this looks cool like i just kind of saved up my shillings as we played and i got enough to get that mask which is whatever you can get like different cosmetics for your weapons and stuff too which is like i don't even understand like it's like they all look the same <laughs> i don't understand. i know but maybe you say they all look the same but literally i complained about that in the uh outriders i think where i was like this gear doesn't look cool but it just has better numbers yeah well it's also like because you you bought this you bought the sword or whatever and uh it was it's called an illusion and i think yeah, you i saw put it the illusion weapons. is so the name of the like, skin what is it called in world of warcraft that we transmogging transmogging yeah that's what we complained about in outriders that we couldn't do that because <laughs> we always look like a fucking doofus yeah we look terrible <laughs> all right what are we talking uh, about 
we've been going on for a minute. Is there anything you want to hit on before we go to our final reviews? We're on the final reviews. How much did we talk? Do we talk about the whole game? Uh, I think we covered a lot of it as far as a uh, pretty good personal what was your favorite level. Favorite level uh, against the grain. <laughs> had to the be, one that we uh, struggled on the most. Yeah. Is that why it, you like that? Okay. It was, it was a funny level. Uh, just a, okay. Spoiler warning for y'all. At one point you go up to a giant barn and you're like, we got to get through the barn, find the key. And you find the key. It's laying right next to the, the locked barn <laughs> that has a big lock on it. And you're like, Oh, here's the key. When you go over to use the key, <laughs> the barn door burst open. A giant rat ogre climbs out. And he's like, Rawr! so you didn't even get to a, use like the a, key. Or it's like a freaking Cthulhu monster. Oh yeah, I forgot. What, yeah, it was either a Cthulhu monster or a troll or something. That's like, the cool thing. A giant. The, there's so much variance in this game that even the tank is a variant of like there were multiple variants of tank. Yeah, it's like that's so, and they all each have their own like strategy to beat them. It's really fucking cool. Which I bet there's even like a, a a beast man variant that we never saw. It was the, the Minotaur. Uh, yeah, was, was it a giant Minotaur? Yeah, it was Did a giant Minotaur. Him? I don't yeah, remember that. It had a health bar. I killed the shit out of it. Oh, okay. In that game mode, you can slowly get like different boons and stuff. It's basically Hades, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like there's that, a roguelike but... mini game expedition mode in this game that already has so many levels. Like you get your money's worth out of this game. That's for sure. Yeah, and like when you're playing through that game mode, you get your own little like currency to use inside of that game mode, and you can up you can it slowly upgrade your weapon to different weapons and all kinds of stuff and get different boons. Well, my character as an assassin, I got all of these different crit and backstab and like crazy shit going on. So in the end game, I became like I was like killing bosses in like five or six hits. Like I was like ridiculously strong if I got behind them. And there are potions that make you invisible. So, like, my character had an ability that made her invisible, but the moment I attacked, I became uninvisible, which usually resulted in the big monster turning around smacking me across the fucking universe. But, um, it, when that, when you drink that invisibility potion that's exclusive to that game mode, you just stay invisible for, like, 15 seconds. And that is long enough for me to fucking kill a boss. Like, I, I was just massacring the fucking things. Because I think, I remember you going, oh, it's a minotaur, and I'm, like, already, like, almost killed it. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think you did. You even see the health bar? The boss probably not. Bar? I probably just thought it was like an extra large enemy. Yeah, I don't know. But like an elite minotaur or a special infected minotaur. It makes me wonder if there's another one, but I don't think so. Because were there even special enemies in that game mode that weren't rats and chaos dudes? You know, I'm not really sure. I feel like there was a lot of rattling guns we fought at one point. Yeah, well, I meant, like, like, besides, besides, like, those. Like, I meant, was there, like, a... Oh, like, separate from the game? I don't know, maybe in the actual DLC that the Beastmen are from? Because I think some of the levels we played through were actually DLC, like, clips. Because this game is, like, 72 gigs, which is insanely big. But it turns out we are downloading all the DLCs when we do that. Yeah, because it's, like, uh, like a... A eight megabyte download whenever you buy a dlc because it's already on the fucking thing so i think whenever we were playing through the expedition we were getting like clips of the dlc which is always nice yeah it makes me sad a little bit that this is leaving game pass like i was saying multiple times i was like i might buy this game and just play have it just as a comfort game you know like as my destiny too like some people are doing one of my favorite levels though was in that the three chapter episode uh 
DLC thing. Oh yeah, Whenever spooky you castle. Get, yeah, when you get to the spooky castle, you like literally knock on the door and the door opens up a little bit and then a Scooby-Doo trap door opens up underneath us and we fall down into the dungeon. Like a literal Scooby-Doo. That's the level I was talking about. I was like, this makes me want to watch Scooby-Doo. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, it made us laugh. Because you were like, oh my God, the door's opening slowly. And then when we fell, we just started laughing. We couldn't help it. It was so goofy. It's just like the barn door level. It just, just, it's like you've done this a million times. Get the thing, unlock the door with it, or op- or press the lever. Now go through the door that opened, you know. But then it yeah. like subverts your expectations a little bit. Gets a laugh out of you. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to hit before we go to final reviews? Uh, we didn't talk about fat witch person, poop tornado. Yeah. There's poop tornado know. person. You- that's There's fucking our... freaky because they teleport around and then they do the fucking uh, Ermac special move where they've well that's from they Mortal suck Kombat. out your soul. Yeah, well it's like they grabs like tele teleport grabs you and pulls you towards them and then starts sucking your soul out. Yeah, it's like they're pretty scary enemies because they I, they always poop tornado you. It, the reason why I say poop tornado it's literally just a tornado that's super green and gross looking. It kind of yeah, like, and it poisons you. Yeah, it just picks you up and you're stuck in it for like 10 seconds and it throws you in a random direction. It's very obnoxious. And you can get hit by it multiple times. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of of different uh, variants in the game. There's like different routes you can take inside of the maps. Like the map design itself is fucking sweet. We we didn't talk about the time you got lost. All right. You want to tell the story from your point of view? Well, so we had a random, a rando in our game who was playing as Victor. And we're just kind of marching forward, just kind of minding our own business, which I had this horrible habit of just not paying attention to where my team was because I assumed we were all just walking in the same direction. And I turn around and be like, oh, my God, I'm alone by myself, which this game is a lot more lenient than Left 4 Dead with that stuff. You do not get grabbed as soon as you fucking leave. We, Me and Victor are walking and we drop down like three or four different points of no returns. And he's like, group up, group up, like saying group up over and over again in the little quick chat and i'm like where is tuv and you're this tiny little <laughs> green outline far off in the distance probably at the beginning of the map i'm like how i don't even understand how you got so far back because there's so many different spots where you drop down a ledge and you're like all right well not going back that way anymore yeah points of no return but um we were just waiting for you and you're like all right i think i know i know the way and you were getting closer and i would walk around just shooting walls and stuff and then i turn around and you would be a tiny dot again and i'm like <laughs> how were you getting so far away from us how did you what was going on in your eyes well i mean first off uh we had a very heroic moment where we ran into this large open room where it's like save the prisoners but first we had to run up like an altar and fight a giant and the music like swelled and i instantly thought of monkey flip because like <laughs> the music was just getting so like fever pitched and I'm like okay for listeners at home Nate put this in the put this in the thing monkey flip is a slow motion shot of a monkey doing a backflip and then it lands <laughs> and it's like the music's like, ah, ah. It's, like it's really ridiculous <laughs> I thought it was so funny and then I'm like oh man I gotta share this with Nate because I'm like yo man you know monkey flip and you're like no I don't know monkey flip and I'm like let me enlighten you brother dude the best then- part was is that when you were when you were saying that Jana was right next to you and she's like what the hell is monkey flip and then you showed her and I heard the ah! the freaking <laughs> through the microphone and I was like oh my god this is gonna be really stupid isn't it 
because you didn't elaborate <laughs> at all. You're just like monkey flip, and I'm like, no, okay, sending it. All right, but yeah, and so then I stopped and watched a compilation of monkey flips <laughs> because it's not just one monkey flip; it's multiple monkey flips because monkeys just do that. I don't know why. And then people put music over the top of it. Fucking rad. But then I, I look up and it's just me and the dwarf standing there. And I'm like, <laughs> where'd they go? And the dwarf is like, just staring at me being a droid. And I'm like, I guess I'll find my own way. That's and one I of the best parts find about my own the, way. That's the one of the best parts about the AI is that that's the smart thing is that if there is someone who's isolated, they usually will follow the isolated yeah. person, which is nice. Um, except in this moment where yeah, you could not die. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll just kill myself. I jump off a cliff. The droid picks me back up. But then you were like, all right, we're just going to go on without you. And I'm like, go for it. Then the droid teleported to you guys. <laughs> and then I was all alone. And I'm like, finally, I can die. And then, But the best part was is that the droid was super low. Because <laughs> usually the AI will prioritize giving the players the, the health and the weapon and like the bombs and the potions yeah. and stuff. Which is also super nice and super rad. But um, uh, he was super low because of that. And so as soon as we started the fight, he died instantly. <laughs> and he was gray screened <laughs> apparently. Because in this game, if you if you go down three times or two times, you'll die the next time you go down. Kind of like in Left 4 Dead. Unless you're on cha- champion difficulty, in which case it's twice. Which is even worse. Like the second time you go down, it's death. It's horrible. Yeah. But Which made the game mode even more hard. Um... Yeah, the but the the map design. Besides that one time, we were talking about how good it was because there were like branching paths that always ended up like uh, conglomerating in one little coagulating. And I needed a, a converging, gross converging. There it is. I'm like, why am I thinking of like horrible heart disease terms? What's happening right now? But um, they would all just converge into one little area. So we would constantly be splitting up, gang, and looking for clues. And then we would just end up meeting together. And it was never like we had to drop down in different areas. There were some parts that were like that that were scary. But usually we would be able to just backtrack real quick and go and save each other. So there was never really like a horrible uh, outcome if we decided to spread out. And usually it ended up in us going, oh, there's a health potion over here or like or ammo or something, which as as we said in the left for dead game it's very similar here everything's constantly shifting around and like there are a lot of different little spots where they can hide uh ammo and weapons and stuff so not weapons but bombs and like potions so like little nooks and crannies and i got really good at like spotting them from far away i pride myself in how much i found in our different campaigns i was constantly finding shit and you can you know ping it and everyone can see it's very nice. All right. Now we have been going for a minute and we should hit the final reviews. But okay. let's take a quick break. This is where we play the music. And we're back. All right, Nave. So in a game about collecting books and killing rats, what is your opinion on Vermitide 2? It's really good. I didn't know Tencent had... Is it? Did they buy them out completely? 100%? The no, not 100%. Charts? Like 30% of the total stock or whatever it is. Or business. Okay. That's not that bad. I don't know. I was really caught out of left field by that one. I didn't realize that this was another episode where we had to talk about those guys. Um, it's really good. Buy the game. It's not on Game Pass anymore, so real sad. But it's not that expensive. I think it's like $30 for the base edition or something like that. The game goes on sale pretty often as well. Uh, the player base is there. I don't know if they have cross-play. I don't think they do, unfortunately. So if you want to buy it, the best place to play this probably is on PC. But 
it is still a really good uh console game on playstation and xbox where the uh controls are very it controls on a gamepad very well very smoothly i didn't have to like really edit anything the only thing we went into the options and edited was there are like player outlines when they're on the other side of walls and you can turn that on so that it's on all the time and that's very useful because there this game is uh cluttered whenever you're in the middle of a war zone you know a lot of rat giblets the game is fucking beautiful the graphics are amazing i'm playing on the series x uh, so I don't know how it looks on the original Xbox. It's been a while. I, I played it originally on the on my shitty PC, and then I also I bought it on, uh, or not bought it, but played it on Game Pass on my One X before as well. I don't know how it looks on the original Xbox One, but on the Series X, it's running buttery smooth. It There's awesome reflections, like the ground, like water, mud, anything like that uh the light going through trees when you're going through forests it looks fucking great i'm like i was like constantly taking screenshots i took a screenshot of the spooky skeleton uh the spooky skeleton castle that we went into in the dlc whenever you first see it you walk around a corner and it's there in the distance and you really you literally went i really hope we go there <laughs> i was yeah, like we, we I better think go there going. but um yeah the game is fast friend uh fast frantic finet kinetic something like that uh all of those buzzwords that reviewers say sometimes i don't know but it it's definitely worth a co-op play um if you're looking for a game to sit down and play with your pals there's a lot of replay value there's so much content that it's a little hard to want to replay it after like a playing we beat the game in like three sittings so there's so much content that like we feel a little fatigued but um like halfway through the game i was like i'm definitely gonna play this when we're done uh playing it for the podcast and then by the end of it i was like whoo probably get this game a few weeks you yeah. know need to cool but, down um, it's it's very fun and there's multiple different characters who have each have multiple different classes luckily you don't have to level up each class you just level up the character and then their level carries over through each of the classes, which is very nice, because they could have been real dick shitheads about that. Let me see. What else you got? Uh, it's about it. Banter's funny. I said the game looks good. I think I'm done. Play the game. All right, Nave. I'm sure I'll interrupt you if That's I think pretty anything else. Well said. Yeah, go for it. Feel free to jump in. And one discussion point I did want to hit on earlier that I completely forgot about and did not put in the notes. Actually, there's two now that I think about it. This is one for our... Well, actually, I'll save this one for a little bit later. But this other one. We have covered multiple games that I would describe as lifestyle games. Games that are, you come home, you log in, your Destinies, your Outriders, and now your Vermintides. You log in and you do your dailies, you meet up with your friends. And one thing we always say in the intro is like, is this something better off playing solo? I could see myself logging in playing this game solo. Whereas I can say that through most of our games we've played on this earth for this pod like any of the other ones on this earth yeah in this, this earth. <laughs> oh my god let's, let's tone it down but we had we would we would always have our party open because we wanted people that weren't bots to join us and help us beat the harder difficulties and i remember we had one guy two days in a row join us who was just solo queuing quick matches and ended up in our game and he was really good the dwarf 
I actually think he changed. I think he was a dwarf once, and he was someone else the other time. But he yeah. was, uh, it was the same name. I can't remember his name, though. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. But to think about it, that guy, he was out there, like, he was just solo queuing. And he was playing this game every day. You and a, so, you think he was a kid, just with nothing else to do? Maybe. Probably. Uh, he, both of his characters were high level. And he had, like, skins for both of them, too. Especially so, the dwarf. I remember the dwarf, whenever he was playing that, uh, he was blowing people away. Like, I was like, oh my god. He's like, he was like two shotting boss monsters and shit. I was like, oh my goodness. So, these lifestyle games, I almost feel like it's a little problematic for us to try to do a full review for him. Like, it almost goes into like the game journalism type thing, where how can you put out a review for a game that either hasn't been released yet, so you're not experiencing the full online play, or is a game you're meant to be playing for the next two years you know what i'm saying yeah kind of like reviewing og destiny and then comparing it to destiny when the taken king came out like completely different fucking games almost yeah i could see this game being a good lifestyle game to play where you log into your dailies and whatnot but as for our experience which it was three days of at least probably like five hours of game time each day which is pretty good at least somewhere around there maybe less but we, we cleaned through the whole game and that was with multiple failures because I would not give up on playing on championship difficulty or whatever. Yeah, it, it seemed like we were doing something wrong when we would lose. Like we would lose dramatically and I would be like, how could we have improved on that? Yeah, like we would discuss, like we are always looking to improve our game. Like we're always like, okay, Nave, what did we do wrong there? And be like, I guess we just didn't do enough damage. It was like it was like when the when you're losing a football game and then halftime comes the coach get you are on the locker room and you everyone's just silent looking down like they don't know what to do it's just like hope is lost hope is lost on championship of difficulty yeah but overall I had a great time playing this game I would play more like if we had like I'm not gonna buy the DLC because you know for one I don't own the game now that it's going off Game Pass and two. I got so many other games to play. I'm not going to buy a game that came out back in, you know, 2018 when the new one's going to be coming out next year. What is impressive about this game, though, is the DLC is not done. Like, they're still releasing yeah. shit and, like, updating uh, the shit out of this game. It's expected DLC support up to 2023. So past the, the release of their next game, they plan to keep this game going. Which is neat, probably because since it's like, if it was Vermintide 3, it wouldn't be like what, that way, I think. But since no, it's like 40k, not. it's going to be like a, a separation there. Kind of like how Call of Duty is, like with the Modern Warfare, then whatever the fuck they do after that, I don't know. Not I'm sure. so far removed from Call of Duty. But anyways, recommend the game, get some boys together, go kill some rats, have a lot of fun. Alright, Nave, we actually got some mailer feedback in. Perfect. And I wanted to take this point to bring up our discussion, other discussion that we did not include in the pod notes. So in the game, oftentimes your characters would find health potions, which are glowing bottles of fluid laying on the ground, and they would comment on the flavor of each potion. So Nate, what do you think a health potion tastes like? Oh, this is like, I think we might have talked about this also probably off offhand because i in my head i already had a made up image it's like you know how 
in restaurants they have the soda machine and so yeah. it's basically just like carbonated water and then a bag of syrup so i assume it tastes like this it, it tastes like nyquil mixed with a bag of mountain dew syrup like just combined into a little potion bottle i assume like a real viscous liquid like something that you feel going down your throat and it just has that both of those tastes together that's what i imagine you know that reminds me when i was working in the movie theater uh like you change out those bags like you used to work at sonic right yeah yeah and so like it's it comes in a big cardboard box you throw it up on the rack you rip open the box you grab the little uh like sack nipple thing right and then yeah. you pop that off and then you jam the hose on it right yeah i'll never forget one day i threw the, ch- the cherry limeade up on like top rack ripped off the nipple and took the whole front of the bag with it <laughs> and so then i just launched cherry limeade all down the whole soda rack all down me all over the floor <laughs> and it smelled delicious like it was probably like it it was like one of the strongest smells I've ever smelled with that cherry syrup just gushing all over the back of the movie theater floor. Good times. I uh did something similar to that. When I worked at Sonic as a car hop, I used to skate. I used to have roller skates. Oh, you were a skater? You never told me that part. Yeah. Well it's because it's embarrassing. But um <laughs> Yeah, I was a cute young lad and they wanted me out there being cute. Oh, did you wear your short shorts too? Uh, no, I, I don't, I, if it weren't for me being a mailman, I'd never wear shorts, but I I don't want to die of heat exhaustion. So I have to wear shorts. Of course. Sometimes if they were low on the, cause like you'd have like a row of four and then there'd be four columns, right? So there'd be a bunch of them. Well, if I had to refill one, it was down low. I would just use my skate and I would kick it open. And one time I punctured the bag, but, um, I punctured it on the top. So we just threw the box away. And yeah. I was, they were like, don't do that. What the hell are you doing? I'm, like, I'm sorry. I don't, I didn't want to do this anyway. Why don't you do it and show me how it's done? Which, you know, my manager back then was more than happy to do. He would definitely show you how it's done. But um, yeah, I didn't get to smell it though. I have really bad allergies. So that's why my nose is so nasally. And so I can hardly ever smell. Like I, I can only smell maybe like 10% of my life, like of, of any given time. Not I also people. smell bad or have a bad sense of smell. <laughs> <laughs> Rephrase that. <laughs> All right. So my thought for uh, health potions is definitely like maybe half form jello almost like before it's set all the way and it's still like a little sloshy and there's like maybe little chunks, you know, little strings of texture in it, some bubbles. So I, I brought this up because listeners at home, we're always down for some feedback. So if you got any comments or emails, let us know what you think health potions taste like. Or don't, because it yeah. it's just going to make me nauseous. Which we have some mailer feedback this week, Nave. Great. Was that not mailer feedback? Well, that was us prompting for more mailer feedback. Now we can read the actual mailer feedback we did get. So from one hour, one decision, five stars on the, yeah, on the uh, Quake episode. He says, if you're talking about spoilers, would be awesome if you put that in the description. <laughs> well, so so we've had a discussion about this because this is one of yeah. the many podcasts that I interact with on Twitter. And he was mostly talking. So it wasn't about the Quake game itself. It was we talked about Psychonauts 2 
right at the top and you said spoiler alert for anyone playing psychonauts and then we proceeded to never spoil the game we just said spoiler alert so he just kind of skipped ahead until we weren't talking about psychonauts anymore assuming we were going to talk about spoilers and so whenever he went back and listened to it he was like oh well <laughs> you know what I mean? but it was the spoiler <laughs> alert at the beginning because we were paranoid about people getting upset about spoilers that we ended up upsetting uh i can't remember which one is running the because that uh that review was on good pods which is yeah. a pretty cool little podcast service uh as far as spoilers go uh we are pretty much spoiler cowboys half the time we'll yeah. do a warning and half the time we will completely forget and spoil everything it's hard to it's hard when you get in the moment and you start talking about because I don't know if you guys have noticed twenty two episodes in, but forty percent of our interaction, me and Philip, is through references to other things. It's like, you know that? That is what I mean. Just so that we can get the visual going. That which may or may not be great, but it's always those those are the spoilers I'm most afraid of because those come from our subconscious. Like we're not like trying it's not like we're talking like we're gonna talk about Final Fantasy thirteen. And we try to tiptoe around. Like, we're getting way better. At the beginning, we were horrible about it. But um, we kind of tiptoe around, and occasionally we just say something that is too much. But, um, right, which, well, by the way, I spoiled more Yakuza 6 for myself. So. <laughs> oh, not again. Yeah, I was trying to show Maddie a, a YouTube video uh, of a cutscene, and I typed in a character's name. I was like, Yakuza 6, I typed in the character's name, and it said death. And I said, <gasps> oh. Nave. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, fuck. Okay, well, that well, hurt me a little thanks bit. Thanks, one hour, one decision pod. We will try to be better. They're pretty good, too. Their whole podcast is about uh, Game Pass, and they, I, I, I think they hit the surprise me button, and then they play the game for one hour and then talk about it. So it's like a 30 Oh, that's interesting. Podcast. That's like a speed run. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. They're not speed runs, but it's like speed whatever. I think they played like Madden recently. And oh, they no. played, uh, yeah, because it was like Madden's on there, so that's what popped up on. They played like, uh, what is it, uh, Hello Neighbor, and they're like, I don't like this game. And I don't think you're supposed to like play this game for one hour and make a decision. <laughs> like, I don't think that's what this game's about. I'm excited for whenever they hit like a Yakuza or something. I think I don't know if they already did, but they are not going to get any ex- gameplay really. <laughs> they're going to get an hour just cut in, scenes. and they're just going to know like a bunch of different Japanese names, and that's all they know. All right. Well, next one Uh, from our friend Joe, also known as Churcher, one of our Halo boys from back in the day. He said, just finished episode 13. And I think we prompted on that one. That one was one with Ray on it. And I said, hey, like when Ray had to leave, we're like, do you guys like the guest episodes or, you know, you prefer the solo ones? And he said, definitely love when y'all have guests on the pod. Keep up the good work. Well, we will, Joe. Thank you. We will try. You want to read the next one? Uh, so the name is down here. Okay, yes. so this is from the cake, the the cake daddy via Apple Podcasts from the United States of America. Get doxxed. It says Excelsior, five stars. Great guys with an even better sense of humor, friendship, ampersand. <laughs> <laughs> who truly I couldn't help myself who truly enjoy co-op gaming especially with each other don't take that out of context um the, <laughs> so I love yeah. it whenever like formatting issues happen and so I think he just put an ampersand there and it says there is an ampersand and then it says amp 
semi-college. Oh, I thought you were saying amp. Like we have a, a good sense of humor, friendship, and we're amped. Like you know, like we're we're full of energy. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't even think about the word amped. I thought you just shortened the word ampersand, and you were just trying to make me upset. That's no, <laughs> but that, that is probably a formatting thing. Yeah, it is definitely because that, like, sometimes like if you like a. I don't know. Like, what is the arrow that is up? Like the, the greater than, less than, and then the... Is that what it's called? Carrot? I call it the carrot, where you just point it, like, in League, someone will say something, and you'll just put the carrot and be like, what he said. That's you know? not what that's called, for sure. That's mm. gotta have a name. The thing that's above the six key. I'm looking at it. Look at your keyboard, and keep listeners at home that are at your computer for some reason. All right, and I'm pretty sure that's the carrot. Listeners at home, write in. Okay. Well, thank you, Cake Daddy. We will. Uh, hope, I hope we live up to your five star standards. By the way, I didn't dog. I don't know if that joke goes because on Apple Podcasts it says what country you're from for some reason. I'll cut it out. Doesn't matter. That was a bad joke. All right. So, Nave, what are we doing for next week? Uh, the uh, the ascent, or maybe a. I don't know. Things are going to be pretty flexible over the next week. We might end up doing PSO two. If we can't get the ascent done, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you're going to be in the middle of like moving uh, halfway across the country, so we'll figure it out. We'll have we'll, we might have some low quality audio problems because he might have to go through his phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to go, but um, we'll try and figure everything out. We were playing the ascent. Um, we had problems on Philip's Xbox. He's playing on the Xbox. OG, like we constantly say, but it's important because sometimes games like this just don't fucking function properly. So he's like crashing every 10 to 30 minutes, and it's like ruining the experience because he also has like really long loading times too. So we will play for an hour and play, we will only do one mission because we keep fucking having to reload and do that. So he switched over to his PC because this game has crossplay. Hell yeah, it's working. It's loading fast. It's fucking looking good. His controller support works. I don't know if he, I don't know if that's true or not, but I assume it is. It does. We connected and it's all great. We're playing. I'm playing on Xbox uh, and he's playing on PC. We might have a little fucking diversion. Speaking, going back to one hour one decision. One of them plays on PC and one of them plays on Xbox. So they always like compare what the file size is. I don't know what the inside joke is about that but there's always a discrepancy in the file sizes maybe just curiosity i don't know but that's that's something that they talk about is the discrepancies between the pc and the xbox versions which is cool nice all right is there anything you want to tell our listeners before we call it um nope maybe all right well thanks for joining us co-op partners maybe next time we can go collect some books and kill some rats see ya